You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? Week 12? Week 12 is in the books. Holy smokes. Week 12 is just about done. We're a Monday night football game away from week 12 being done. This was one of the worst weeks of all time for my fantasy teams. Holy smokes was this rough. Jalen Hurts, 6 point. Najee Harris, 6 point. James Robinson, 11 point. Justin Jefferson, only 13. Miles Sanders, 7. Man alive. My, my bench only had 20 points. I'm going to lose 71. I'm going to put up 70 points in a PPR league. Brutal, brutal week. Um, this uh, the, the, the TikTok mania, I finally bought a win. I had Hurts get 9. Harris get 6. I have a lot of overlap. But Miles Gaskin somehow came through. Put up 19 for me. Robbie Anderson, 2. Waddle, 28. I did not think that I would be winning on the back of the Miami Dolphins <laughs> Miami Dolphins players. But I'm going to win in that one. And then the, the Followers League, man, this one's going to end up being close. I'm supposed to lose by one point. He's got DK Metcalf left. And I have no one else left. So he has DK. DK has to get 17 points for him to win. Mm, I could see it going both ways. We'll see which Russell Wilson shows up. But overall, this week was really, really rough for a lot of people. In terms of star players were terrible. Star players just disappeared. I mean, we even saw it uh, on Thanksgiving when DeAndre Swift put up two. David Montgomery had 10 then, you know, Ezekiel Elliott didn't do great. You know, no one really capitalized on these performances. We've had so many injuries, so many just just rough, rough situations. But we're here to go through it. Uh, hold your hand as we talk through this. This podcast isn't even as much for you. This is for me because every Monday I need I need to look over this stuff and just get a get a clear mind of what went on yesterday because sometimes you watch that how many hours of it? Eight hours of commercial-free football, and you get done, and you're just, what, what just happened? But um, we're going to start start off with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, and then halfway through, I'm going to talk quickly about what's going on on TikTok right now, about how, oh, I stopped making fantasy football content because I made a few different types of videos yesterday. That was real dumb. Anyways, Ben Roethlisberger, he just isn't very good anymore. He just isn't very good anymore. He's had so many horrible weeks this season. He he doesn't have the arm strength that he used to have. If you remember back in the day, he was a gunslinger. He was fun to watch. It's not the same. It just isn't the same. And that really torpedoed this team. They got boat raced early on, and that meant they had to abandon the run game. Najee Harris, only eight carries. I mean, there was just no way for this to be successful. Deontay Johnson caught a lot in the fourth quarter, a lot of mm, garbage time. Salvaged the fantasy day with 18 points. He was really the only player on Pittsburgh 
Besides Fryermuth, who also caught a last-second amazing touchdown, he, those were the only two that really were, were startable at all. So let's go over that. Are we worried about Najee Harris? Not really. Um, he's been so good this whole season. He's always been kind of a high floor, low ceiling guy. This was the first time since week one that we've seen his floor just disappear. But I'm going to chalk it up to a an unlikely game script. I don't think that game script happens often. I don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals are, you know, paved the way of every team is now going to put up 41 points. I just think this was a really off day for the Steelers offense. I'm going to chalk it up to game script. I'm not worried about Najee Harris. He's been so good this whole season. Um, now, on the Cincinnati side of the ball, can we take a Joe Mixon victory lap? Can I do that? Is it is it okay now? Because Joe Mixon, listen to the past four weeks. 25 points, 28 points, 24 points, 32 points. Joe Mixon is on a tear right now. He rushed for, I believe, a career high yesterday, 165 yards, 5.89 yards a carry, two touchdowns. He put up 32 fantasy points. He's going to be... He's going to finish a top three running back, most likely, especially with Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara sideline now. But um, I, I might start taking more victory laps on this one on TikTok because there were a lot of accounts. Should I name drop it? I'll, I'll do fantasy football AZ because he was being real bitchy to me in the comments about Jonathan Taylor. He said you should not Joe, draft Joe Mixon in the end of the second round. He will lose you your league if you draft Joe Mixon at the end of the second round. And Theo Ash said that the Bengals would win two games. And I said, that's not going to happen. And he got real petty with me, called me Mr. Profit. What's your prediction? Uh, and I said, I think they win more games. I said like four to six games, but that's still being conservative. There are a lot of winnable games, especially if they're better. Uh, with the with new additions of Jamar Chase, better offensive line, and and they are, and Joe Mixon is on a rampage, and you know I haven't really really touted that as a victory, but I might. Here's the problem on fantasy football TikTok. Here's the problem: if if you make a prediction and get it right, no one cares. No one cares. No one recognizes it. No one cares. And if you get one wrong, everyone cares and comments hate and gets mad at you and tells you to delete the app. So that is one fun aspect of this job that I have. <laughs> uh, I might wait a little longer. Um, I don't want to come off as petty or arrogant. But Joe Mixon, profit approved, that one turned out real right. Happy about that one. Joe Burrow, pretty decent. T. Higgins came down with a big touchdown catch. Had his first you know, big game of the season. He'd been pretty decent. This whole season, uh, nothing great though, but yesterday was great for him. He's still the wide receiver too behind Chase. Uh, they just really didn't have to throw that much because they got up to such a massive lead. I'm not worried about Jamar Chase, exactly. I'm not worried about that. All righty. Jets, Houston. Zach Wilson looked bad. Tyrod Taylor looked pretty bad, but salvaged the day at the end with 14 points, which, you know... Yesterday, 14 points from your quarterback. I'd, I'd kill for that in some leagues. None of the running backs did anything. Rex Burke had eight points. Uh, is that Duke Johnson? David Johnson. David Johnson, seven points. I don't even know who Austin Walter is. He got eight points. Tevin Coleman, nine. A rough day for the running backs here. I wasn't starting any of them. And Brandon Cooks was the only receiver 
who cracked double digit, 45 and a touchdown, hauled in a deep touchdown at the end of the game, which saved his day. Hey, 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 don't forget he was a playoff savior. So keep an eye on that. He's got some juicy, juicy matchups rest of the season. So keep an eye on him. Elijah Moore, he crashed back to earth. Look, Zach Wilson isn't right now as good at throwing him the ball as Joe Flacco or, or Mike White. And that hurt him. That really hurt him. He just isn't getting the quality targets. He isn't getting as many targets as he was. He's still an elite playmaker, which is why I'm really excited about him next season. But this season, it'll be hard to trust Elijah Moore. I mean, Philadelphia, can he can he win there? No, probably not. New Orleans, can he win there? No. So he has Miami and Jacksonville. And then Tampa Bay, they're going to kill him. Buffalo. So I'm not really excited about Elijah Moore rest of the season. All righty. Moving on, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis. Carson Wentz got it done, 19 points. A pretty decent day for fantasy quarterbacks yesterday. He gets Houston next week. He should have another solid game. Tom Brady with another bust. You know, this is two out of the last three weeks. He's really fallen apart. Uh, he was the number one quarterback for a second heading into his week nine bye, but then he followed that up with 13, 19, and 11. Uh, so disappointing for Brady. You're still going to start him every week, especially next week against Atlanta. But just, it's 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 disappointing. It kind of stings because you thought for a second you had this QB1 that you drafted in the 13th round or whatever, and now it's not looking too great. But Leonard Fournette, man alive, 44 points. 44 points. He is now the number five running back on the season. That right, 100 yards, three, three touchdowns. And what no one ever gives him credit for is being a good receiving back. Seven of eight for 31 yards and a touchdown receiving 44 fancy points he gets atlanta next week so that should be juicy too um it's like a year and a half late but can we take a leonard fournette victory lap can we do that i was the only one hailing the name of leonard fournette to a year ago a year ago when he was on jacksonville there i was saying hey guys he's he's a good running back and he catches the ball and everyone said no he sucks and he got sent to tampa bay didn't do much last year, but now he's come alive. Can we just be honest with ourselves? I'll forget the victory. Leonard Fournette is a pretty good running back, okay? Can we not be afraid to say that? Leonard Fournette is a good running back. And you should be thrilled if you own him because he's got New York Jets Week 17, the Fantasy Football Super Bowl. That is a very nice matchup for Leonard Fournette. Very nice. About as juicy as the matchups come. So Leonard Fournette has been rewarding the the faithful and the few. Um, Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor. Hey, for only running the ball uh, like three times in the second half, he had a good game. 19 points. A little disappointing coming off the 53-point game, but Tampa Bay is a harder matchup. He still averaged five yards a carry. He got a touchdown. He's great. He's the RB1 rest of the season. He's got Houston next week. Should dominate there. All right. Um, none of the receivers were very relevant. Doolin had the, the most points. T.Y. Hilton, I'm not interested in them. Pittman, he continues to be kind of a boomer bust play. Uh, really needs favorable matchups to produce. No one really mentioned that, but when he had the big matchups, big games, it was against really weak secondaries. Mike Evans, Godwin, disappointed massively. Four points, three points, respectively. Uh, this was just... A, a rough game for Tom Brady in the passing attack. And most of the offense went through Leonard Fournette, especially near the goal line. Gronk came through, though, 123 yards, 19 fantasy points, one of the best games of his season. Um, Gronk, you know, 
as long as he's playing, he's a really good start. He's a really good start. As long as he's healthy, he's a great start. He still looks good. That's what's really wild to me. Is in the past few weeks, it's when you see him, it's, oh, he looks like an old man kind of lumbering down the field. No, he looks good now. He looks rejuvenated. Tom Brady must have him on that cardboard and avocado diet where they, uh, you know, that TB12 method. But something, something's happened. And, and Jack Doyle, the other tight end, Holden, 81 for a touchdown, 20 points. So the, the tight ends capitalized big in this game. Uh, I do like Doyle a decent amount rest of season just because he's got Houston and then Vegas. So he has some nice matchups, but not really chasing the points exactly. Atlanta and Jacksonville. Whew. Everyone was bad except for Cordero Patterson. Everyone was bad except for Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson, I think that he should have, he has a case. He does have a case for MVP. I don't know if there's a player more important to his team right now than Cordero Patterson. I mean, as important as Derrick Henry was to the Titans, the Titans are better without Henry than the Falcons are without Patterson. Without Patterson, this offense was brutal. I mean, painful to watch. I would rather have my buttocks impaled with a cactus than watch the Falcons without Cordero Patterson. But with Patterson, it's exciting. I mean, he, he's a good receiver and a good running back right now. He's the only thing keeping this team alive at all. He gets Tampa Bay, Carolina, San Francisco. Tough matchups on paper. I don't care. I don't care what the matchups are. Carolina, New Orleans earlier were tough matchups, and he put up 18 in both those games. So Cordero Patterson, he is someone that I'm starting every single week with full confidence. James Robinson, are we worried? Are we worried? He, he had a good, good game on the ground, actually. Five yards, a carry, 86 yards. He did fumble. He just didn't find the end zone, and that was frustrating. He couldn't find the end zone. His offense is really bad. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is struggling. James Robinson is no longer an instant start. It has to be a favorable matchup, I believe. And even then, it's a little risky. So he falls completely to RB2 status for me right now. I'm not moving him. I'm, I'm, I'm still starting him personally out of necessity. But he's just not quite... I, I don't think he's quite good enough to overcome the offense. I don't think he's quite good enough to overcome the offense. All righty. Carolina, Miami, Cam Newton. Oh, man. For all those people saying, why were there quarterbacks who were playing instead of Cam Newton? Cam Newton, they're not 32 quarterbacks, but yeah, there are. There are officially 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton in the league. Uh, he went <laughs> 5 of 21 for 92 yards and two interceptions. Holy smokes. That is absolutely dreadful. Against Miami, too. I mean, Miami's defense has been looking better, but they're still not. It's not like he did that against the Patriots. Man alive. Tua, he had a very efficient day. It didn't result in much fantasy production. Um, a good game in real life, just not fantasy-wise. He gets the Giants next week. I think he should probably have another efficient but not fantasy-relevant game. And Miles Gaskin broke the streak. He had been doing good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad all along, and he finally put up a good game in an even number, which makes me really confused about what he's going to do 
week 13, the odd week against a good matchup. But he found the end zone twice. He's still brutally inefficient on the ground. He only has a few games recently over three yards of carry. But, you know, you got to keep starting him right now because the matchups are juicy. He's getting more and more involved with with Malcolm Brown out. uh, And he's ultimately the number 14 running back right now on the season, which I know that sounds crazy, but he's an RB too. He's right there with James Robinson. So he, for me, is an auto start that will make you weep sometimes. Jalen Waddell. I know all the talk is about Jamar Chase. Jalen Waddell, he is having a great season. Start off a little slow. He was banged up. But now he's putting up some really nice games. And his, his, his total targets are off the charts. Listen recently, since week six, 13, 8, 11, 10, 6, 9, 10. This is alpha dog, you know, wide receiver one numbers. Just, just the 10 targets a game is amazing to see. He has juicy matchups rest of the season. Giants, Jets, New Orleans, they've been struggling. Tennessee, they've been struggling. Jalen Waddle, we talked about him on the Playoff Savior podcast. I made two TikToks about him. He's someone who will lead your team to the championship. He's a, 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 he wasn't just drafted to be a decent wide receiver. He was drafted to be their superstar wide receiver one. He was great in college from Alabama. And he's showing us that. I mean, it wasn't pretty in the beginning always. He had more bust performances, but he has really not busted since week eight, which has been four straight weeks of decent production. So I'm auto-starting Jalen Waddle at this point. DJ Moore somehow, somehow came through with a decent game. 14 points, 103 yards, which is pretty outstanding considering what the quarterbacks did. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about these uh, receiving options. Thankfully, they head into the bye, so you don't really have to worry about the receiving options for Carolina next week. You don't have to make the painful decision of starting one. Uh, but that the Carolina is in a tough situation. They're paying Teddy Bridgewater, PJ Walker, Cam Newton, and Sam Darnold, and all of them suck. It's a tough situation. New England, Tennessee, Mac Jones. Oh, man. Patriots aren't just winning, they're dominating their opponents. Mac Jones, he's the new the new guy, the new face of the system quarterback meme, you know. He's going into tough matchups, good matchups, bad matchups and winning and looking good. He's very efficient, very calm under pressure. I mean, he's just a good player in real life. It doesn't always result in a lot of fantasy points. This week it did, 21 points against Tennessee. Tennessee is really struggling. But um, against Buffalo, I'm not starting him. But I think he is a decent start week 17 against Jacksonville. So maybe stash him away for that. That uh, I would take a lot of guts, though. I want to see, see someone do that. I want to see someone send me a screenshot of them starting Mac Jones week 17 against Jacksonville. Fantasy football, Super Bowl, everything on the line. Dontrell Hillard, he, uh, he got it done. 17 points against New Orleans. 10 yards of carry and a touchdown. That's weird. That just, that's just weird. Dante Foreman didn't do as much, so Hillard is kind of the, the RB1 now. This is two straight weeks of good production. He got to bye week and then Jacksonville. If, if McNichols isn't back, really, then against Jacksonville, I think he's a great play again. I really do. Damian Harris has retaken the role of being the, the lead back. 11 for 40 and a touchdown. Wasn't a great game. Stevenson is still a more electric runner. He had more 
yards on fewer carries, uh, but he didn't find the end zone, so it didn't matter in fantasy. And then Kendrick Bourne put up 61-2. and two. Jacoby Myers put up 98. Both of them had decent fantasy games. Jacoby Myers is a good streaming option. He's not someone that I'm looking to start every week. And Kendrick Bourne, three of the past two, two of the past three games, he's put up over 20 points. Once again, he's a good streaming option, kind of a favorable matchup type of guy, but it's still unreliable. And now Philadelphia Giants, we're making good time today. Jalen Hurts had a rough game. This was probably the worst he's played in a long time. He put up three interceptions, only 129 yards. He ran the ball a bit, which kind of salvaged the game. But when you have three turnovers and no touchdowns, you're not going to do well. He scored six points. Um, it, to, to put into perspective how bad everyone else was, he's still the number two overall quarterback after that. He gets to the Jets next week, which is a good week for him to recover, put up a nice 25 points before heading into the bye. So I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts. Um, it was just a disappointing game. It really could have been salvaged. He would have had about 13 points if uh, Jalen Rager hadn't dropped two game-winning touchdowns in a row. That was really disappointing watching that. Because first off, I'm rooting for the Eagles because I need them to win so that Jalen Hurts doesn't get benched. And I have him in all my fantasy leagues. So I'm watching this going, okay, they can just get a touchdown to end this game. It's not likely. Then he airs one deep to Rager. It's a good, good pass too. And Rager drops it. I'm like, oh, that was probably it. That was probably the last chance. So I'm about to turn off the game. Then they chuck another one to Rager at the one-yard line. Probably would have ended up a touchdown. And he drops it again. So very disappointing game all around. Miles mm, Sanders. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He averaged five. No, not even five. Six? No. Seven yards a carry. Seven yards a carry. But for some reason, Boston Boston Scott had 15 carries. And Boston Scott fumbled the game away. The drive before Jalen Rager dropped the game away. Boston Scott is not as good as Miles Sanders. Why does he play over him? Miles Sanders did get banged up. He did return. So I'm not worried about the injury. He's got a good matchup against the Jets. I, I'm hoping, gosh, I don't know. I'm hoping they were trying to keep him healthy. I don't know. It makes no sense to me how they utilize these running backs. It makes no sense. Why was Boston Scott playing over him? Boston Scott isn't because he fumbled the game. I, I'm so mad about this. But at this point, yeah, continue buying Miles Sanders low because he's on the waivers. He hasn't had a good game since week one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just scoop him up. Scoop him off of the waivers. Man alive. Saquon Barkley, man, what happened? He's just, okay, can we talk about this? Not to not to toot my own horn, but I said, hey guys, players coming off of an ACL tear aren't very good the first year back. And people said, you don't know anything about injuries. So I talked to two physicians who work on athletes. And they said, yep, uh, they're not very good coming the year off injuries. And they said they don't know anything. Well, looky here. Saquon Barkley, the number 42 running back. He's had one good game, really, this season. He's been inefficient. He's been struggling. He falls down a lot. He'll have a big hole. And he just trips over his own feet. He gets banged up. Saquon Barkley was on my no draft list. I said, if you draft Saquon Barkley, he's going to bust in. It's going to really hurt you. That came to fruition Next year, though, keep an eye on this. I think he'll have a great season next year. 
because he's still a talented player. He's still pretty young, pretty fairly. I mean, not even that young, but he still has a few more years of prime. And if he can stay healthy rest of season, next year, he should be a steal. No receivers did anything in this game. I don't want to talk about Kenny Galladay or Slayton or Ross or Rager or Watkins or Smith. They all sucked. They all dropped. They all were terrible. This was just a brutal game. Oh, man. Horrible. All right. Chargers, Denver. Uh, Justin Herbert, another kind of not great game. Two interceptions, two touchdowns, only 19 points, which is pretty good this week fantasy-wise. I don't think he's a top three quarterback. I know Theo does, and I know everyone thinks Theo's opinions are, you know, canon or something. Like, what, what, what is it called uh, when the Pope says something? What is it called? Um, the Pope is in, in, fa- in, is the Pope, let me look this up. Infallible. Yeah. Yeah. Infallible. Basically, meaning um, papal infallibility is dogma of Roman Catholic Church, which states in the virtue of promise of, Okay, we, we don't need the... Basically, everything he says is 100% true, even if you disagree. That's a very rough, uh, you know, paraphrasing of what that means. But people on TikTok seem to treat Theo that way, which he is a lot, of, a lot about right. But I don't think Herbert is a top three quarterback yet. I think Patrick Mahomes is better. I, I would take Aaron Rodgers over him still. Um... I would take Russell Wilson over him, even though he's had a down year. I would probably, I mean, you can, you can make a case that Burrow is about the same or better. Um, you know, they, they do different things. Well, Herbert's flashier, but Burrow's have been very productive. A lot of wins makes pretty good decisions, good accuracy. I still think Brady is better than Herbert. I'd take him over him right now. And, oh, we're forgetting Jalen Hurts. No, I'm, I'm joking. He's, he's top five probably, but not top three yet. Not top three. Um, anyways, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't great. No one's starting him, though. The real storyline from this game was Javante Williams getting 20 points. Oh, yay, the role was expanded. No, it wasn't. The role wasn't expanded. That was a lie. Melvin Gordon just didn't get a touchdown, but he had more carries. And what's frustrating is Melvin Gordon had 4.8 yards a carry, which is pretty decent. Actually more efficient by yard a carry than Javante Williams. Javante Williams is a much better receiving back, though, right now, in my opinion, and he got the touchdown. So this is just something to monitor the workloads. Uh, the snaps have been down past two weeks for Gordon, up for Javante in the high 50s. So we're getting the Kansas City-Detroit. Uh, both are worth starting. I do tend to lean towards Javante Williams. I just think he's a more explosive playmaker right now. Austin Eckler, 21 points. He's a beast. He's a beast. Number two running back right now. He got Cincinnati, Giants, Kansas City, Houston. Great matchups coming up for Austin Eckler. Doesn't matter if he runs well. He only averaged 2.58 yards on the ground, 31 rush yards. He got the ball six times for 68 and touchdown. He's 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 a beast. All righty, Keenan Allen pulled through with a decent day, 15 points. It's what you expect from Keenan Allen. That's what you expect. Mike Williams, another disappointment. He's someone that I am not starting anymore. I just can't take it. I can't take it. All right, Rams in Green Bay. Stafford had a decent fantasy day, 20 points, but he didn't look great. He was banged up. Uh, he did deliver 
a strike to Odell Beckham Jr. Daryl Henderson had a decent day, and Odell Beckham had 19 fantasy points, 81 yards and a touchdown. I, I don't, I talked about TikTok. I don't think Odell is completely washed. He's not even 30 yet. He he's he's not just horrible yet. And we saw he still has some juice left in the tank. He finally got involved. This was the highest snap percentage he's seen all season at 98%. Against Jacksonville, he should do well as well, in my opinion. Cooper Cup, Taylor's all his time. He's a beast. Van Jefferson put up a good game, caught a deep one as well. All three of those receivers, I actually like starting in favorable matchups rest of season, just because with Robert Woods out, I think there is room for all those three to have production. Now, Aaron Rodgers had another good fantasy game. He's been, you know, filling up the stat sheet last two weeks with 32 points and 26 points heading into the bye. That's good for him. He can get healthy before facing Chicago. A.J. Dillon at this point is a better runner than Aaron Jones. He's just a better runner. He's more efficient, runs stronger. He's a good pass catcher too. Um, He had 20 points. We head into the bye. We'll monitor Aaron Jones' health. I still think Aaron Jones is the starter when he's fully healthy. And they just opted to use Dylan more because of Aaron Jones' limitations due to injury. But something to monitor throughout the bye. Devontae Adams put up another very solid game. Eight for nine and 104. No touchdown, which slightly disappointing, but 18 points, not going to complain. Randall Cobb, he had a good game. 16 points, 95 yards and a touchdown. I'm not banking on Cobb. He, uh... He, he hasn't been consistent at all this season. Adams is the only Packers receiver that I'm starting week in, week out. And uh, yeah, end of story. All right, we got Minnesota, San Francisco. Both quarterbacks were disappointing fantasy-wise and kind of in real life too. Cousins had one of the worst plays I've seen in a while. Lined up under the wrong guy on a crucial fourth down, had to burn a timeout. He lined up under one of the linemen instead of the center. I don't know how that happens. Dalvin Cook... Got injured. He's probably out the rest of the fantasy season. Um, we don't know the exact severity, but I, judging from him getting carted off, I would be shocked if it's a less than six-week injury. And especially with the Vikings pretty much out of playoff contention, I think he's probably done for the season. So a brutal loss. Alexander Madison becomes a must-own. I mean, in, when he's played for... In, in fill, filled in for Dalvin Cook. He's been very good in the past, and he gets Detroit next week. So he's he's honestly an RB1 to me next week against Detroit. Um, Elijah Mitchell came through massively. What a game from him. 27 carries for 133 yards and a touchdown, 27 fantasy points. Debo Samuel came through again. He rushed six times for 66 yards and two touchdowns. And then Ayuk had another okay game. Had 12 points. That's, that's good for Ayuk this season. <laughs> 91. Yards. What's really exciting is the snap percentage being up in the 90s. Uh, you know, it's kind of the same old story for this these guys. You start Mitchell each week, you start Debo each week, and you start Kittle each week. Kittle didn't do it this week, but I'm not worried about him. And then Ayuk is kind of a desperation play. All righty, last game to talk about Cleveland-Baltimore. This was horrible. This was just downright awful. Baker looked horrible at the quarterback position. Just just off all night. Lamar Jackson looked worse. 165 yards, a touchdown, four interceptions. He only had nine fantasy points. This was just a horrible game. Um, Yeah, th- this was just brutal. I'm not worried exactly about Lamar. 
But, well, here's the thing. I'm worried because Lamar has shown us that he can bust, like actually bust, bust. But I'm not worried because every quarterback has shown us that this season. There isn't a bust-proof quarterback this year. There isn't. Usually there are two. Usually there's two. Um, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers. This year, there isn't one. I mean, Jalen Hurts, number one quarterback going into this week, six points. Tom Brady, he's been busting. Herbert's busted. I mean, there isn't a bust-proof quarterback right now. Josh Allen, he hasn't even shown us that. So I'm not making a move away from Jackson for that reason. Nick Chubb, a really disappointing game. Five points, 16 yards on eight carries. I mean, this was just as bad of a game as you can have for fantasy football. There wasn't anyone except for Mark Andrews who you were, you know, content with at the end of this game. Browns head into the bye, which I think is good for them. They need to figure stuff out. They need to figure out the running back usage. I don't know why they're trying to do this Chubb, Hunt, Dearness, Johnson thing. It just, it's a mess right now. They don't have a good receiver, really. Landry's the best, but he's he's not special anymore. Ah, man. Marquis Holly Brown, thankfully, put up 13, so he didn't kill you. But what a terrible game for fantasy. I'm not worried about Marquise Brown. I'm not really worried about the Ravens. I think this was just a a bad game all around for the team. And I think they'll recover because they're a really well-coached team and their players are good. All right, well, that wraps up the actual, uh, uh, you know, review of week 12. I do want to talk a little bit about what's going on on TikTok because people are mad because I stopped doing fantasy football content as evident by the podcasts each week and the fantasy football. I, I posted some videos of me doing like fake commentary and people were like, oh, he's wanting to be Bob Mennery. Yes, I know Bob Mennery exists and I like his videos. I don't even see them that often at this point, but he is an inspiration for that. But he doesn't have a, 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 a copyright a monopoly on doing fake commentary videos. Um, and it's not like I'm using all his lines. It's just an excited commentator voice. Oh, he dropped the ball. You know, like that. Oh my goodness, and he dropped the ball again. It's just an excited commentator voice. I'm not trying to do that impersonation. But if you, if you think that that's fine, but I want to talk about why am I doing this? Because everyone's like, oh, he only cares about views. And no, I don't only care about views. But when your page is kind of dying because the fantasy football market on TikTok is oversaturated, you have to do something that makes your page a little different, that, that gets you traction so your page doesn't die out. I miss the old days when I could keep the page healthy and running just by filming these podcasts and posting clips of it. I miss that. That was fun. It wasn't a ton of work. It didn't take a, all my time. But this year is different. If you make a new, I made a new TikTok account to see what the situation was. And I just typed in like my interest for fantasy sports, stuff like that. And I was bombarded with about 800 pages making the exact same videos. Three players you need to start tomorrow in order when you're lying. And they have the neon filter effect to some song. And they point to the screen and it goes to the green screen of a player. Same thing. Same exact thing. And the attention span I found on TikTok is not strong enough to watch a 30-second video 
of me actually talking and discussing a player and giving reasoning and rationale. I don't like just giving the names of players I'm starting and not providing reasoning. Because when you do that and it doesn't pan out, you look like a moron. But if people can go back and see, oh, he was looking at the matchup, the, the usage of snap counts, the efficiency, then, then it changes and it's a conversation. But I don't like doing the sort of content, fantasy football content that is working on TikTok right now. And there's so many accounts doing the exact same thing. The mind just get lost. They just get lost. So I will continue making the fantasy football content. I'm going to be doing the three podcasts a week. That wasn't the same this past week because my brother came back from med school. My brother who works from NASA was here in town for Thanksgiving. But every week I'm doing the three podcasts, fantasy football dedicated only. I'm going to still talk about fantasy football on my page, whether it's with a nice camera in the studio or just walking around campus. I don't know. I don't think it even matters at this point, given how saturated the fantasy football uh, market on TikTok is right now. But if I want to keep this page really afloat and growing, which I do because I, I, this is how I'm going to pay rent at this point, I'm going to change up the content a little bit to actually keep that happening. And these fake commentary videos, I have a good voice for it, in my opinion. I have the equipment and the editing knowledge to make it sound kind of authentic. And I enjoy them. They're fun to do. They are fun. I don't have to get dressed real nice, do my hair, or, and, and worry that if I don't, people are going to make fun of my appearance. I just sit down here, watch a few highlights, and you know, make stuff up about it. It's fun for me. People seem to like it. And if you can't handle me doing a few different types of videos each day, that I don't really want that in my follower base. I, I, I'm sorry to say that, but I want to be able to make a few different types of videos, not just the same exact thing, because that's what every other page is doing right now. The same video, the same exact thing. And if I can kind of finish out this season strong, I'm going to be in great position for next year because we're having kind of a bubble of people thinking you can get really big, really fast doing fantasy football stuff on TikTok and make money. They're going to realize the money doesn't come instantly. They're going to realize that to sustain it, it's it's tricky. And that bubble is going to pop probably a week at, at the end of the season. And the average age span for these pages, whether Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, is about two, three months. I've been making fantasy football content on social media since 2017. And I've seen so many pages come around, have great starts, and then just they, they quit. They have other stuff to do. And... I can keep doing the podcasts, which are the real thing that I like doing in terms of fantasy because I give, get to give reasoning. I can continue doing that stuff if I can keep the page afloat with doing some memes and funny videos. But I can't just stand there and give three names of players I like this week. Three things we learned from yesterday. Maybe the Ravens are actually bad. Maybe Baker needed... I mean, I can't do that stuff. I don't enjoy that. And when there are you know, 800 other pages doing that, it just gets lost in the, uh, the echo chamber. So I'm not going to conform to that content style. I don't enjoy it. I'm going to make some funny videos. I'm going to do some commentary videos, some meme videos, and I'm still going to talk about fantasy football. I'm still going to talk about people saying, oh, he hasn't done fantasy. Yesterday, Sunday morning, I talked about how Odell Beckham is a good start this week because he's going to be more involved and he still has to... I did a fantasy football outlook video that morning and it came very true. It was, a, it was one of my more accurate takes. Here. It had like 2000 views. Everyone's complaining. Ah, oh, we want the old, co you didn't watch the old content. 
maybe if you commented and shared and liked those videos as much as you're doing with these these fake commentary videos, maybe I would still be able to do that exclusively. But when it gets no traction, it just becomes a waste of time. You don't understand how much time running this this stuff takes. It takes time away from school, time away from friends, family. And it's not worth it if the page is stagnant. It just isn't. So I'm going to experiment with some different content. The podcast is still going to be the same, fantasy football only. I'm still going to talk fantasy football on TikTok every single day, probably two or three videos. I'm just going to mix in some other types of videos, okay? All right. Well, I, I thank you all for listening. Um, I, I feel like the podcast base is really my my most loyal fan base or not even, I don't like saying fan base, but audience. Um, so yeah, thank you all for listening. And a daily reminder, you can win the Josh Allen 9.5 rookie card by doing price picks with promo code profit. You, and all, you all know the drill. I don't even need to tell you all. But um, daily reminder about that. And thank you all for listening. I'll be back either Tuesday or Wednesday whenever we actually get news about fantasy football, what's going on. It might be Tuesday, honestly, with so many injuries happening. Uh, But yeah, thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.